1: You are listening to Habsent Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to Habsent Minded as we continue our look at the 2023 World Juniors. My name is Jared Book, and joining me to talk about Team USA is uh once again matt drake matt uh how are you i'm doing terrific
0: i'm ready to talk about lane hudson a little bit
1: yeah um obviously canadians fans listening to this uh and you know let's face it most of you who go to eyes on the prize are canadians fans uh, are gonna be watching lane hudson uh, for team usa and it's uh, it's gonna be a. F- it's always fun the year after the draft when all these prospects that the team chooses end up making their way to the tournament. And you, you know, Lane Hudson is an example. Adam Engstrom with Sweden as an example. Vincent Soror, uh with Austria as an example. Uh, and Philip mishar obviously, although he's had a bigger profile because he was at the camps, uh, unlike the others. Uh, but yeah, it's it's always going to be fun to see players get big roles. And, you know, you can talk about Lane Hudson's play at Boston University, which is unprecedented for a freshman defender. And uh, he's going to get the, maybe not power play minutes for Team USA, the way things are looking in pre-tournament, but he doesn't need power play time to, to create offense uh, from, from the U.S. top four.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, he'll definitely create on uh, on the power play that's not going to be an issue for him you give him open ice he can make a lot of things happen um but his man his five on five play is impressive um I, I i like that you that the u.s selection committee there um and the coaching staff were willing to take him uh take that undersized defenseman um who has a lot of offensive ability i mean you don't see that a ton at this tournament right we talked about canada's uh defense on the last podcast and how they typically went with the bigger, you know, more robust physical defenseman, But with Lane Hudson, man, you, you don't have any of that size. Uh, you certainly don't have a lot of physicality, but what you do have is a guy who is a game breaker. Um, he gets the puck on his stick. He can make some things happen that uh, that make your head spin. So smart move by the U.S., man. They're, they're going to have somebody out there that can really uh, provide them with a little bit of star power. I mean, they, they're they definitely lacking in star power when you compare them to some of the other big uh, nations at the tournament like canada um, but I, I think a player like him it could help them maybe get over that hump uh, against some of that star power uh, it'll be interesting to see especially if these uh, if, if they end up going head-to-head with canada at some point which usually seems inevitable at these tournaments <laughs> uh, it should be interesting to see what he can do uh, when he's out there against like a real strong team
1: yeah it, it'll be really interesting because like you mentioned you know the the star power i mean there's luke hughes who is a top four pick uh in the draft Uh, Logan Cooley, who is a top three pick and and Logan Cooley is kind of under the radar. Um, You talk about a lot of that 2022 first round um, and, and that top five in particular uh, even, you know, top six, um, top six really actually. Um, And, you know, Logan, they have two in that top six, believe it or not, um, because they have Cooley and then you have cutter Gauthier who was taken fifth by, by Philadelphia. And yeah. you know, they don't get the same attention as the Shane Wrights, the Yuri Slavkovskys, uh, Seaman Nevich uh with New Jersey or David Yurichek uh with Columbus. And, and a lot of that is because they're not playing pro. Um, but uh some of it also is just they it, it's it's weird to see a US team with uh so little just superstars. And and that's not taking anything yeah. away from, from Cooley because he's a he's a very good player. Um, obviously was in the conversation for that number one pick, um, like Shane Wright, like Slavkovsky, like, like the others we mentioned, uh, you know, they have, you know, Luke Hughes, who, who I mentioned, who is, um, not related to the Canadians, um, Kent Hughes. Um, he is related to Jack and Quinn um, and, and not the Jack that not, not the Jack that was not Ken's son. son, Yeah. It's, it's too many Hugheses. Yeah. There's, there's, there are too many Hugheses that, that play hockey. Um, but, um, in, in terms of, um, you know, star power, it is a team that has a little bit less than usual. Um, especially in recent years when, you know, you can go back to Jack Eichel or, um, you know, Austin Matthews, obviously, and, and guys like that, uh, there doesn't have that, that that they're kind of going for depth approach and they're, they're not a lot of it is because they're not, they're never going to live up to, I think the heights of that, you know, that, that Jack Hughes, Cole Caulfield era, you know, when they had yeah um, unprecedented number of players drafted um, in in overall and in the first round. And, you know, it is cyclical, right. You know, there's some years where Canada doesn't have a superstar either. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are times when, when that happens as well, but, um, yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see who steps up because there are some players on the U S team that have potential to, to make names for themselves in this tournament and they'll have opportunities to, because they don't have to, you know, play, play those top players, top minutes. It's going to be very, um, you know, deserve, um, a a very, uh, earn your time kind of team and a lot of these top countries, and it's kind of weird because if you talk to Patrick, um, you know, he thinks that Sweden has, um uh, a roster. that's a little bit worse than normal. Finland has a roster that's a little bit worse than normal. Um, obviously Russia is not in the tournament. And so the, huh. the, there is not really that, um, that, that group of contenders that we're used to seeing. Uh, and, and it could mean that, you know, once you get to the quarterfinals, there's some upsets or even in the group stage, there's going to be some upsets, but the, there are some, uh, some interesting things to look for on this, this us team. Um, obviously Lane Hudson, you know, all eyes will be on him from a Canadian perspective. And I think also from a just pure fan perspective, because I think there's something about, you know, five, eight defenders who yeah. <laughs> uh just skate around and put up points that, you know, has the curiosity of of hockey fans. And you kind of saw it with Cole Caulfield uh as well, right? Where people are like, Okay, let's see what the small kid can do <laughs> um, on on yeah. the world stage. Um, and uh it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what he can do with with the big spotlight on him and look he's had a, a spotlight on him for for years he's you know he led that U18 team um last year uh for Team USA and uh it'll you know he's obviously eligible for the tournament for next uh for next year as well uh mm-hmm. and it'll be uh very interesting to see um what kind of role he plays he's expected to be in the top 4 maybe not on the the power play to start the tournament but I, I think that eventually he'll probably get some time on there. Um, but obviously Luke Hughes is is the number one guy. There. There's also guys like Seamus Casey, um, Luke Middlestad, yeah. who's, who's Casey's brother uh, as well, who, who are going to be um, looking for, for roles there. there. There's another Canadian's connection to this Team USA team. And I'm not talking about Logan Cooley, who was also uh, taken before Shane <laughs> right in the draft. Um Brian Savage's son red uh is on this U.S team obviously he was born in Arizona while Brian was playing for the coyotes and uh it's it's gonna be very weird for, <laughs> to, to see I have watched him play before uh it, it doesn't get less weird to see uh, uh a savage um play <laughs> watch him play uh it, it does kind of age me uh a little bit
0: yeah uh, a little bit eh?
1: because I, I don't see brian savage as, as that long ago uh and to kind of see his uh it's kind of like seeing uh Monk's blonk son play for london <laughs> it's like okay no but you yeah. shouldn't be draft eligible yet what are you talking about um but yeah it, it'll be uh at least it's a it's a fun name to, to think about he's a Detroit Red Wings um draft pick and uh yeah it'll be uh it'll be fun to to see a, a former Canadian's uh son uh, on on Team USA,
0: yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, I don't know too much about uh, Red Savage, honestly. Um, I don't think like I, I, he's out of what Miami, Ohio. Um, I have not seen any other games this season. Uh, but you mentioned Lane Hudson again, so I guess talking about NCAA. It's a good segue to talk about what he's done so far in the NCAA <laughs> as a true freshman, over a point per game by a defenseman as a true freshman who's five foot eight. Like I don't think it's possible to overstate, you know, what he's been doing so far in the NCAA he absolutely deserves to be on that roster. And you mentioned the power play is not going to start off there, but um, I, again, you know, rosters change or not rosters rather, but lineups change throughout the course of this tournament. I don't see how the U S won't eventually insert him in there uh, to get some of that game breaking ability. Cause he really has that, that wow factor. He's going to make you at the U S very interesting to watch throughout the course of the tournament. Um, they did have some, head scratchers in terms of decisions too though like what's Tyler Boucher doing on that roster I've seen like I don't, don't want to be mean to, to Tyler to? Boucher
1: what's Pierre Maguire yeah to? maybe that's the answer the,
0: that's probably the best way to answer that question is well what's what's Pierre Maguire doing now um since he made that pick I mean I watched quite a few uh ottawa 67 games this year um i i don't i in previous years i didn't tend to watch them very much but this year i've been trying to get a better read on on where uh vinzenz Roer is at as a habs prospect and i like i was telling you before we recorded the podcast you know i'm thinking about 10 games of watching them i don't think i've noticed tyler boucher once as a 19 year old in the ohl you should be pretty noticeable i'm not sure if this is like a reputation thing that made him make the team uh but i felt like there were better selections for them out there i felt like ryan leonard would have been a better Pick. I don't know if they were just going for older players because they're going with that old adage of this being a tournament for 19 year olds more so than anything. But uh, that seems like a head scratcher to me. I think they're going to end up regretting that one. Outside of that, again, they're, they're lacking some star power, but they have some X factors, you know, they have Lane Hudson. They have uh Rutger McGorty, I think, is a really interesting pick for the team as well. I think he's gonna have a good tournament. Uh you already mentioned Cutter Gautier, uh, Logan Cooley. They they have some guys who can definitely provide, you know, close to if not star power um that might be able to get them pretty far in this tournament. It should be interesting to see where they end up.
1: Yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy is another one. Um, I really liked him Oh up yeah. to the draft. Um, just the guy who's who's a scorer <laughs> that's what he does um, and, and so yeah there, there's there's definitely some guys who are going to be in the NHL um, you know that there's there, there are NHL players on this U.S. team it's just not the Eichels Matthews similar to a team yeah. Canada right like team Canada you know yes they have the Fantilles Bedards and Wrights um, but it really is a team of Nathan Gauthier's and, <laughs> and and Joshua Gwaz, and and that's kind of what this U.S. team is as well right where they they don't they they it's a team by committee uh, approach and look look all you have to do is look at their pre-tournament and yes it's pre-tournament uh yes uh both finland and sweden um both um you know had just gotten off their their flights into north america um but they had two really dominating performances uh against those teams And, and i think that they're very much in the metal conversation like they always are um you know Canada Sweden uh, sorry Canada Finland and the US have split the last nine gold medals at this tournament uh yeah. and and I don't think that that trend is going to change anytime soon um and I think Patrick would agree about team Sweden um this year as well but I, I think that that's where you're going to look and you know we're we're talking a lot of not negative but just kind of cautious uh approach on this US team but that there's a lot to like here like they're going to if they don't have names that are familiar to you now they're going to be familiar to you in a couple of years when you're watching NHL and all these guys start showing up again um, because they're, they, they, they have that talent, you know, guys like, you know, Cutter Gauthier, Tyler Boucher, you can argue that they were taking a little maybe higher than they should have been. But then you have guys like Rutger McGrory who dropped in the draft um, and and guys like that as well. Right. So, and, yeah. and I think that, you know, we talked about the demands or, or the pressure on, on Shane Wright to kind of produce at this tournament I think there's a little bit of pressure on Logan Cooley. You know, he had a great under 18s last year. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of, you know, put him on to, to the radar um, of that that top top tier uh, of the draft. And, and you know, he's kind of the, like I mentioned before, a little bit of a fordo- forgotten guy, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, right. He was also taken before Shane Wright, right? right? Like it, it's kind <laughs> of, it's you know, part of that is Arizona um, and just the reality of it. Um, but yeah. part of it is just that, you know, there's so much talk about Slavkovsky and Wright, um, that that he was kind of the guy that was, you know, also there. Right. And and you know, yeah. And and, and it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do because he he's definitely gonna be, I think, the the key, even though he's kind of he, he's one of the um younger players on this US team, um, it, it'll be very interesting to see how he uh, performs at at this tournament because I, I think that there's going to be, you know, he's he, it's kind of waiting for that coming out party and he has a lot of talent, uh, and and I think that this could be the opportunity for him to kind of be like yeah remember me I, I was I was picked before Shane Wright too, um, yeah and, and I think that <laughs> which I, which could benefit the Habs finally because we might <laughs>
0: be able to finally stop doing that dance of like oh it's Slavkowski versus Wright I mean nobody seems to bring up every time that that, that right gets brought up it's there's always a big conversation about Slavkowski and right people seem to forget <laughs> that two teams new jersey and arizona both for, yeah. for like <laughs> they decided to forego the ability to pick shane right but the only team that ever gets talked about is montreal because of that stare down and because you know uh, i guess apparently the only two places that right was ever gonna go was first or fourth yeah. there's no chance that he was ever gonna go second or third right um i don't know so maybe it, it could actually benefit that whole narrative, if Logan Cooley goes out and ends up having himself a great tournament, but then we might end up with a new narrative, which is like, why did the Habs pick Kokoski instead of Logan Cooley? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So or, or it might or be they a the wrong sword s- there.
1: Yeah, they, they picked the wrong Slovak. Like <laughs> yeah. s- uh, Simon Nemec uh, is, is better as well. True, and, yeah. Um, you know, and obviously, Philip Machar is still around. He was a first round pick. Uh, he's going to be on, on the Slovak team as well. So, it, it, yeah, it'll, it'll be very interesting. And um, yeah, I, I think that you know, never discount the U S at this tournament, like you'd be, you'd be dumb to do so because they have the history of success in this tournament. Um, You know, we talked about their, their gold medal success, but they also have two quarterfinal losses in the last three years as well. So it it kind of has been a kind of, uh, you know, feast or famine for, for team USA. And it'll be interesting to see if they can, they can break that streak. And and another country has kind of had questions in goal. Um, you know, post Spencer Knight. Um, you know, the it seems like they're gonna be going with Caden um Mabareko, um, the 19 year old uh in the NCAA, who is undrafted. All their goalies are undrafted. It's the second year in a row that all their goalies are undrafted, I believe. Um yeah. and, and it's just that that's a question as well, because um they don't always have the um that star power in in goal um similar to, to Canada and um obviously the um the star Power is is really with their defense uh, I think this, we talked yeah. about Canada being a team that's going to rely on its forwards to do a lot of the transition uh I, I think US is going to focus on their defense to to be mm-hmm. a lot of the transition between Luke Hughes uh Lane Hudson and, and Seamus Casey there, there's a lot of a lot of quick skaters on the on that U.S blowin
0: yeah, and they might need it because like you said, I mean, I, I don't see goaltending as a very big strength for them. I know they they looked all right in those pre-tournament games, um, but you already brought that up, right? You had two teams that just got off the plane, um, maybe a little jet lagged. So might not be the best um, two pre-tournament games that you could have had in order to evaluate how your goaltenders are doing when you're playing against teams that just got off the flight. But I digress. Uh, it's definitely an issue for them is going to be that goaltending their defense is going to have to be strong in transition and they're going to have to be able to get the puck out of their zone as quickly as possible Uh, especially when they get up against teams like Canada right teams that have a lot of shooters up and down their lineup Um, it's going to be problematic for you if your goaltenders are just getting peppered from everywhere Um, we'll see though you know when you get undrafted goalies they they might have a chip on their shoulder maybe they come out and maybe the entire U.S. roster has a chip on their shoulder a little bit because they don't have that star power. They're not being talked about on the same level as like Team Canada, for example. And they they, they might come out and they might have that little extra pep in their step to to go and, you know, get an upset win um, and kind yeah. of make a name for themselves.
1: That definitely. And, and you know, the pools definitely um, have a different feel to them with with, with Russia not being in a tournament. Um, you know, U.S. Yeah. is in a pool with Finland. Uh, and then it's Slovakia, Switzerland, and Latvia. And, you know, Slovakia is probably the third best team in that group, yeah. um, but probably a distant third. And then, you know, you look at the other group where, where Canada is with Sweden and then Czechia, Germany, and Austria. And and it's just, it seems like a real obvious top four in this tournament. And that doesn't mean upsets can't happen. We've seen it with Slovakia. We've seen it with, um, you know, even Germany has uh, Czechia as well have had upsets at this tournament. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but I feel that the, the top powers in this tournament can, can ease their way into it. Like there's not that pressure to be like, Oh, we might get a bad draw in the, in the quarterfinals. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's going to be um they, they have that kind of leeway that maybe they wouldn't have in in other years when that two versus three matchup in the quarterfinal uh, can be dangerous yeah. at times because you know, it could be Finland, Sweden, Russia <laughs> battling for the top three or Canada, USA um, and and Sweden, you know. So there, there's a little bit less, um, I, I think, instant pressure to, to succeed. And, um, you know, this is probably the first normal world junior in a couple of years where there's a full season going on. There's a full pre-tournament. Um, there's not a bubble. Um, like there has been, so it, it'll be, it's the first year, first couple of years in a, in a while that we've had this, right. We we talk about the canceled one. Um, the one before that was the bubble. Um, there was a the one in the summer, which is also just weird timing. Um, and definitely not <laughs> best on best, just considering who was there. Um, yeah. so it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because this is really the first kind of benchmark we have, uh, in a few years of, of where the the top four are right now. And uh, it'll be interesting to see because, well, like I said, you know, it's it's not like Finland and Sweden have these superstar rosters either. Um, So, so I think that there, you know, there is that chance for an upset where a team like Slovakia or, you know, even a team like, like Germany or Austria or Czechia can, can kind of make a a name for themselves. And I I think the quarterfinal round might be a little bit interesting and and we might see some upsets in the group stage um, as well, because, the, there's not the it's it's a it's a weird tournament from the outside and, and i think that the default is to just you know yeah and, and you know let's face it the, the the most real the most possible way this tournament goes is that the top four is going to be canada u.s finland and sweden in some order yeah um but the the, way, the reason why this tournament is so popular is that chaos can happen <laughs> and you know whether it's uh denmark or uh slovakia uh with martin riway um, you know, there, there's a lot of, um, you know, even a, a few years later, um, or earlier, uh, Slovakia has kind of had a couple of bronze medals in this tournament. Um, and they're kind of in that golden generation now as well. So it'd be very interesting to see, um, whether one of the other countries can, can step up, but, uh, you know, there's a reason why, you know, three countries have won the last nine gold medals in this tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, Matt. And, uh, um, you go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I I don't even know what to add there. I think you hit the nail <laughs> on the head. It's probably going to be that top four. If you look at the US roster, um, you know, I I think they're probably number three on paper. But if you if you write them off, off you're making a pretty big mistake. Uh, because it's not like, you know, being number three on paper out of that big four is uh, a kiss of death where you're, you're not going to make it out of the group stage, right? They're probably making it out of the group stage if you take them lightly uh, once they get out of there you might have some problems
1: yeah and like I said US in in particular has two quarterfinal losses in the last three years um, sandwiched by or you know uh, sandwiching uh, a gold medal so yeah it's they're definitely uh, a team that that can uh, is a poster child for that kind of quarterfinal danger uh, and I wonder how much that plays into how they uh, approach it as well obviously a lot of eyes um, at eyes on the prize will be on Lane Hudson and uh it'll be uh yes it's it's gonna be fun to see uh people's reactions to him and i think he's somebody that really um like i said re- you know all of hockey twitter kind of like rallies around guys like that um and and so whether you're a canadians fan or not i think that lane hudson is gonna be one of those guys where you just can't help but watch him so matt uh thank you so much for taking the time and um i'm sure uh, we'll be talking about this tournament uh as, as it gets started Absolutely.